All right, welcome into episode 11 of Barely Educated. I am one of your hosts, Mark Jansen. Joining me, as always, is Chris Teichler. Don't forget to check out our Twitter, Barely underscore Educated, and our Buy Me a Coffee, which is also Barely underscore Educated. Chris, how are you? Hello, I'm all right. Not too bad. Uh, my wife and daughter are gone for the next week and a half, so me and the boys are doing manly things this yeah can we, can we I'm, I'm curious about this whole thing so you okay. do you want to tell the the listeners what you gifted them with well I, I think this is interesting i did not gift them this all right here's, how this happened here's the deal better. here's the deal my wife and my daughter who is 16 my daughter is 16 by the way just to, okay yeah i think that was probably yeah, without okay. saying but, but just checking you know you, yeah okay <laughs> Uh, about two years ago, pre-pandemic, they were supposed to go on an all-girls cruise with my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law, and my nieces, all on my wife's side of the family. Then the pandemic comes along. Cruises are canceled. Well, okay. We've rescheduled you for this date, blah, blah, blah. Well, that day comes around. All cruises are canceled. But we've rescheduled you for blah, 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 blah. So I think the third time that happened... My uh, mother-in-law and sister-in-law said, forget it. We're going to do something else. So they found a sweet deal to be able to transfer all the money they paid for this cruise that never happened uh-huh. to a Maui trip. So my wife and daughter are on their way to Maui with my wife's side. Oh, the, the ladies on my wife's side of the family. Okay. So. Yeah. When I first saw that Facebook post that they were off to Hawaii and you were staying, I was like, what has he done? (laughs) (laughs) What is he trying to fix? I know. And I told my wife, I said, you know, I've seen enough soap operas and uh, Hallmark (laughs) movies to know that there's some Hawaiian hunk, you know, and she's like, oh, stop. Yeah, but does he have a podcast? He might not have a podcast. That's true. Yeah. So we got him there. But he might have poi. So yeah. So that's that's uh that's an interesting thing yeah. managed to pull that off. Well, we are, as you know, just fresh from the beach, just got in last night. We went to Orange Beach after we'd gone to a wedding. Mm. We had a good time. So and then I just wanted the record to show I'm doing the pod the next day. This is commitment. That is awesome. You are a loyal, committed host to this podcast. Thank you, Thank you so much. Thank you. Somebody toot my horn. I'll toot my own. <laughs> We got uh, we got baseball to talk about first because we've been neglecting it, sort of. Yeah, let's. Uh... I mean, we're a primarily football pod, but we do want to touch on baseball from time to time. So we're going to lead with baseball for a few minutes, then hit some Bears and NFL stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, our teams suck. Chris. Yes, <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> oh man, and Milwaukee, boy, they look legit. They, they um... do. It's the uh, we were talking they about this pitch. They're starting pitches yeah. light years ahead of the Cardinals and the Cubs. That's probably a wrap on the division. Just that point alone, they stink offensively, but it's probably not going to matter that much. Yeah, it doesn't matter when you uh, get the kind of starting pitching that they've had. Somehow yeah. the Cardinals line up with a rookie of the year contender, Dylan Carlson, Paul Goldschmidt, and Nolan Arenado. Still manages to be a trash offense. Somehow the Cubs offense with various former All-Stars League MVPs and still quite a bit of talent and youth in there, also seems to be trash all too often. And the yeah. Brewers have Christian Yelich and, I don't know, a, a 
couple bags of dirt, and they are just <laughs> fine because of their pitching. Mm-hmm. And Yelich isn't even good right now. You know, uh, I do have to add, though, that the uh, Brewers did put up uh, 14 on the Cubs in consecutive games. Well, 14, then 15. No, it was so, it was 14 to 15, right? Yes. Yeah, there's a like pitcher's that. duel in the middle. That was a weird series. <laughs> I didn't even know yeah. about the, the first outburst. I saw it was four to four in the yeah, eighth. And four to four in the eighth. Mm-hmm. And my cousin had sent me one of the, those, uh, this is baseball for you kind of texts. The Cubs lost all three of those games. They gave up a 10 run eighth inning. They held them to two hits the next game and lost. And then they scored seven runs in the first inning and still lost that game, which never happens. Yeah, it actually never did happen to the Cubs until the other yeah, day. And I think the last time it happened in baseball was like 1948 or something ridiculous. <laughs> and you know what? There was no doubt in my mind they were going to lose that game, even when they scored seven. Because Jake, crazy. I know, but Jake Arrieta was pitching and he oh, yeah. has been awful. I mean, he's like a pitching machine, you know? I- I know he's been awful, but I got to put awful in context as a Cardinals fan. You'll enjoy this. Portion, right? <laughs> okay. Hit me. So Let me put my feet Cardinals up. are starting uh, Aviedo, who's a rookie who's not ready. He's owned fourth of 523 ERA. <laughs> and uh, that's pretty bad. Okay. But wait, folks, it gets worse or better if you're the Chicago audience here. Then Wade LeBlanc, Orioles cast off, is starting tomorrow. He actually's pitched okay for the Cardinals, but I mean, come on. He's going to get rocked at some point because he's an Orioles cast off. <laughs> then the incomparable Carlos Martinez with his 6.38 ERA starts on Sunday. Yikes. And just for fun, they for some reason re-signed Roel Ramirez. You may remember him as the guy that gave up four straight homers in his major league debut to lead oh. the game with an 81 ERA. Oh, so close to the perfect 83. So close. Yes, 83. 81's pretty perfect in baseball. So then he pitched <laughs> this week in mop-up duty, gave up three runs, and got one out, thereby keeping his pristine 81 ERA intact. So now two appearances, still rocking the 81 ERA. This roster is bad. Hey, he's consistent. Yes, the coaches are terrible, too. I want to fire everybody. Mm. They're all terrible. I, Nolan Arenado, I, I don't know what he must be thinking. I don't think he opts out because he's not going to get $35 million during an offseason with a new CBA being negotiated. But he's got to be like, I thought this was a good organization. Well, do you think there's a chance that uh, he picks it up in the second half? That's been known to happen with free agents when they join a new team. Like they struggle That's at true. first, but then he's, second he's half. Fine. He's fine. He's a deserving all-star. He's the least of the problems in terms of performance. Um, th- By the way, Chris Bryant really was ahead bad. for the all-star until like yesterday. Well, also, Chris, we got to talk about him because he's doing his, I got an ouchie and now I'm terrible for a month thing again. <laughs> That's what he does. That's why I wouldn't. Want to give him a huge deal, a long one, anyway. I don't know. He's a he's a real tough decision. I think the toughest one, I think, for the Cubs. So yeah. Bias has like seventeen homers now. Yeah, but but the shortstop market's going to be nuts, and you figure he's too much of a all or nothing at the plate at this point. You yeah, yeah, and that. brain farts on the field. I oh, I love that he got benched for that. That was awesome managing, by the way. I'm yeah, all for the heavy yeah. hand on stupid plays like that. I 
I don't think it's worth it. I mean, he's exciting. He's fun to watch. Uh, in Back in 2017, four years ago, a friend asked me, if you could only keep three of the Cubs from this core, who would they be? And I said, Bryant, Rizzo, Contreras. And I think I still stand by that. Like those are the I ones. Totally agree with you on Contreras because of the position he plays. Yeah. Rizzo is the leader, heart and soul, but I don't think you're going to get good value from him moving forward. No, unless he takes no, his best days deal. are behind. Yeah. And Bryant's the big mystery. Yeah, so well, I guess I agree with you on Baez. He's going to get overpaid by somebody because of the flashy plays. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, I, I just look at his stat line. And I think, man, that's a lot. It looks like a lot of empty homers. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Probably not fair. He's still a good player. It's just about value, right? What are you mm-hmm. paying for? Which of those guys do you keep and you think I might still get value in the future? Well, to me, I don't know that you could do any of them if that's your logic. That's the part that would scare me as a Cubs fan. And that's that's the thing with Bryant for me. Like, who is there a team out there that's going to do that? Are they going to throw him a know. big contract Mets and say maybe Nationals could? Those, yeah. There are some teams that uh, uh, he's tough too because the versatility is through the roof. He's playing like four positions. Yeah, he's played right field, center field, left field, third base, first base. Yeah, he's which Brian am I getting? Am I getting the just like all world? He's fully healthy, Chris Bryant, or the guy who falls apart randomly? That's just what he's done for too many seasons now. Yeah, like what's going on in June is the normal Chris Bryant thing now. Yeah, he hit what one twenty five, I think, or something like oh, that. Oh, he's a fit right in with the Cardinals, with the Paul DeYoung <laughs> hitting one sixty and Matt Carpenter hitting one sixty. Yeah, uh, at for the, the end season. Of, <laughs> at the end of May, Bryant had, uh, I think, his OPS was like eleven hundred or oh, close was, to it. He was the MVP. He and Acuna, right? It would have been like yep, a three forty, three fifty, close to batting average, and then he, his June has just been awful. So, so yeah. that's the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals won nine, eight or nine games in June. And mm-hmm. mostly that was only because they got the, or maybe 10. I don't know what it was. They were so bad. They finally got to play the Diamondbacks again, which was a sweep. They go out to Colorado and lose on a walk-off homer last night. Their, their June was one of the worst months in franchise history. So at least we can be miserable together. That's true. And the, um, uh, oh, the Cubs lineup just came out. Bryant is batting fifth, so maybe Ross is hoping that uh, a little. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Bias third, they, they Rizzo have... fourth. Uh, it's this evening. Uh, it's a six o'clock start somewhere. Yeah, six Cincinnati. I guess I can look it up too. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, the Brewers get to beat up on the Pirates as they continue to clinch the division before the All Star break. Yeah, six. Yeah, the fact that the Cubs. Here's another thing for with the Cubs. They were three back of the Brewers. You know, you got to sweep or take two to get back in this thing. And they get swept. So now the Cubs are six back. I know a couple of Cubs fans, and I don't don't have any ammo to disagree with them. I'm asking you, does it feel like that that series could be the one you look back on and be like, yep, there went the division? Absolutely. Because it's not just that they lost, it's how they lost. You know, the one game they're tied four to four in the eighth, and then the bullpen collapses. The overextended, overtaxed bullpen. bullpen to finally be fair. regressing to the mean to some exactly, extent, too. Exactly. Some yeah. of these guys. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sure is hard to think the Brewers are not going to win the division. I know that's a bad double negative, but I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, I, that I noticed that. I caught that prop. right away. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're a prof and all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Cardinals are dead in the water. People are like, we got to trade for Max Scherzer. No, you need to sign Max Scherzer. Yeah, they do need one of those bulldog, pissed off guys on the team to kick people in the crotch and get them going. 
I would sign John Lackey to just sit in the dugout and stare at people when they fail on the field. I think that could help the Cardinals. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to even touch a baseball. Just look at everyone with the murder that we all know is in his heart in the first place. Mm-hmm. And just see if that gets people motivated. But if they traded for like one starter, it doesn't make a dent in how bad they're playing. Yeah. But should the Cubs trade any of these guys as a soft reset? Like the Yankees do it with, do with Chapman. The Red Sox did it last year. Now they're good again already. Mm-hmm. Do you want a sell-off, a mini sell-off? Well, I don't know how much you're going to get for any of those guys. So That's a good question, too. Are you in the wild card race enough to not want the sell-off? Not with the West. Yeah, I didn't think so. No way. Where did the Giants come from, and how are they doing this? They, they, they just all. seem to every once in a while. Yeah. And then they'll the win Dodgers, three titles in five years win. for no reason. <laughs> That's Yeah, and they'll just be really annoying for a while. Ah, I hate the Giants. The <laughs> Dodgers have some issues with Trevor Bauer's oh, crazy story, which I don't yes. want to get into any of the details, but he's not going to be playing baseball for a bit, he suspects. Yeah, he's been, he's what, seven-game suspension right now? Uh, it's not oh. the suspension. It's the other thing where they're, like, paid still, but they're not allowed to play while their baseball's figuring out what happened. Mm. It's a very nasty story. I didn't read it. I couldn't. I didn't want to. I don't. I, I didn't read the full thing, but I read enough to go, okay, that's real bad. No. And they're going to go to court, and they're going to be like, what does consent mean, and what, what does it apply to? And he's not going to play for a while. Like, yeah. I just, I'd be shocked if baseball's like, oh, yeah, come back. It's fine. There's no way. Not after the part that I did read. Yeesh. Yeah. Um, so the some... West is still loaded even if he's out, though, right? Mm-hmm. I got some uh, breaking news baseball-wise. If you oh. want to hear June players of the month uh, in the well, AL. I know it's nobody on my team. It's Otani in the AL. Gee, what a shock. Yeah, Babe Ruth wins Babe Ruth. Yeah, Babe Ruth reincarnated. He's unreal. That guy really is unreal. Like, <laughs> yeah. A lot of times I think we overhype athletes and I get sick of it. Except for Justin Fields. You can always overhype him. Justin, to me. Uh, but but Otani's just insane. I'm going to pitch here. Let me it's hit nuts. two home runs there. Let me pitch again. <laughs> I just hope a he's pitcher. A pitcher is leading the majors in home runs. A pitcher. Impressive. Shohei Otani was the most pitcher. obvious player of the month pick in my lifetime. It's amazing. It really is Babe Ruth, a dominant pitcher and a dominant right? hitter. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's, and then, then just insane. National League, this is going to chafe some Cubs fans. Kyle Schwarber is the. Oh, that was easy, too. What does he have, like 15 homers in 12 games or something yeah. at one point? You know, a lot of Cubs fans are. A lot of Cubs fans are wired. We never should have got rid of him. He was not doing this for years. He was not doing this. This is an aberration. For you Kyle Schwarber, right? Those cliches right? in sports is the fresh start thing. Mm-hmm. That sometimes it's true. The Cardinals have had this problem a bunch lately, where like a guy they traded away all of a sudden clicks somewhere else, and we're like, Durr. of course, when you get like five of them, it starts to really piss you off. But yeah, Schwarber probably is benefiting from not being where he had all the pressure and expectations, and it could be how much might he just make for himself? Yeah, quite a bit, quite a bit, somewhere in the twenties. Yeah, and then and then before we leave baseball, like too, we have to think about the the big picture sticky stuff, mm. which yes. is apparently working. I saw a graph: the um, batting averages and the strikeouts are starting to normalize again. Uh-huh. And you can see it absolutely was a huge impact. We also have hilarious gifts from Max Serzer and others being 
uh, commanded to show the glove and the hat and take off the belt. They're just like furious. It's been wildly entertaining, but it, it it's a weird thing to do mid season. But it's working. But it's working. So yeah. this is going to be a very unpredictable second half, I think. Yeah, and the freaking Brewers. I mean, that's just I hate the Brewers. gross. At least the Cubs-Cardinals race would be fun and the rivalry. And yeah, you suck. No, you suck. But the Brewers, come on. Who likes the Brewers? People in Wisconsin don't even like the Brewers. All I have to say to Brewers fans is, where's Aaron Rodgers? Ha! <laughs> Enjoy your baseball team. We all know you don't <laughs> care half as much about. That's the thing. You know, we're the same way when it comes to football. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. No, I. It seems like most uh, Packers fans that I know from the motherland were are also Cubs fans. You know. It's interesting. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, yeah Brewers. Yeah. Who cares? At least I have the reason being where I'm from. They didn't have football in St. Louis when I was a kid. Yes. So I have an excuse. But if you're Boy. in Chicago your whole life and you're a Packers fan, I know. I know. Anyway, uh, so football, football, yeah, not Look a lot of baseball. Happening, we did, man. That's a lot of baseball. Hopefully, people are still listening. That's a lot of baseball, <laughs> considering we both hate our teams right now. Right? <laughs> 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 yep, yep. But we don't hate the Bears. I love the Bears, like uh, like my guy on the 49ers. I love the Bears. The Bears. Oh, George Kittle knows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cole Komet apparently had a nice little George Kittle camp. Very nice. That was news. There's uh, still stadium news. We can go through that really fast. But the whole thing with the mayor being like, well, you're locked in until 2033. I saw where it was like 86 million total or whatever to get out of that when they're going to be building a billion dollar stadium. And I said it on this pod. I said they are not going to care about that fine. And now there's tweets of people being like, this fine is nothing compared to the money that's going to be spent and everything else. This will not be an obstacle. You did. You did say that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I thought it was hilarious that she tried to bring that up, like the Bears and the NFL care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I've, more and more, I think it's going to happen. And I'm surprised. I'm really surprised that most oh. Bears fans seem to be in favor of this. Very much so. There is a Tribune article that says the cost for breaking the Soldier Field lease, peanuts compared to the price tag for a new stadium in the suburbs. There so you there go. You know, it's in the news and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were ahead of the like curve, the my bear, friend. The only Bears person of note who seems to not want them to do it. You saw who did guy you said? Yeah, his oh, comment. Gosh. And then and then all the people on the Twitter, like on the comments about the tweet by whichever reporter it was, were like. Yeah, based on his track record the last three or four years, does anyone actually care what this guy thinks anymore? Like, <laughs> nobody cared what Dick had to say. Yeah, let's listen to the most overrated coach in the team history, maybe even NFL history. He's up there. I'm with you. All right, you had a Justin Fields. I Yeah, a tangential. Ambushing me with this list. <laughs> said. All right, uh, Chris Sims. Oh, well. There's a bad start with Chris Sims on Justin Fields. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, yeah. So Chris Sims put out a uh, his list of the top 20 quarterbacks in the NFL. Okay? So I just thought 40. Did I say 20? I don't know. I heard 20. I'm not a smart man. Sims top 40. Sorry. 40. Top 40 okay. quarterbacks. Top 40. All right. And take it away. I wanted to go through this list with you and see – how do you want to do this? Say like you agree or no or too high or too low. 
How about we'll reasonable and ridiculous? All right, let's do that. Okay, here like we go. A new no. bit. <laughs> oh, I like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, number one, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, obviously reasonable. Number two, Josh Allen. Slightly ridiculous, but not entirely. I mean, he's not number two. Five or six, sure, but two? Okay, that's kind of what I was thinking. I mean, if I was building a team from scratch for the future, he'd be in the top couple, but yeah. I'm going to say slightly ridiculous. Number three, Aaron Rodgers. Reasonable. Four, Deshaun Watson. Uh, is he playing this year? Do, are we taking <laughs> that whole thing out of the equation? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't want to reference a sexual assault thing twice in the same episode, but there we have it. Yeah. Assuming he's cleared and can play reasonable, if not ridiculous. Yeah, but you know, as Bill Cosby How do you evaluate him right me, now? Yeah, yeah. 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 Alright, now number five, Russell Wilson. Reasonable. Six, Lamar Jackson. Mm, he's tough for me because I, I'm still waiting for him to win a playoff game with his yeah. arm. I'm going to say ridiculous because he's not that that still has not that formula just hasn't worked in league history and he still hasn't demonstrated it. Unreal athlete, love watching him play. I don't think he's a top 6. I think he's like 9 or 10. Okay. Slightly ridiculous. Put him in the Josh Allen category for me there. Okay. Number 7, Kyler Murray. Seems high. Slightly ridiculous yeah, for where he's, he's at in his career. Not not enough proven. Good talent though. Number eight, Stat Padford. Matt reasonable. Stafford. He's in a real offense. It'll be interesting to see how he does with the real coach for the first time in his life. I'll say reasonable. Uh, I do nine. like that nickname. <laughs> Number nine, Dak. Dak Prescott. Assuming he's healthy, reasonable. Number 10, Tom Brady. See, that's way too low. But it's hard to say, you know, when Father Time will finally catch up with him. I'll say slightly ridiculous. Would you, the other yeah. direction for the first time, slightly too low. Yeah, like, would you say Kyler Murray is three quarterbacks up from Tom Brady? I would. Absolutely not. Yeah. All right, number 11, Justin Herbert. Reasonable. Yeah, Justin Full Bear. of potential, had a really great rookie year. I'll mm -hmm. take it. 12, Ryan Tannehill. He might be actually deserving to be higher, too. His last two years have been incredible. I think he's more like eight. Slightly ridiculous. Okay. 13, Baker Mayfield. Reasonable. He's kind of all over the place, but that's about where 13 seems to fit. He's got, obviously, some huge games. Yeah, okay. I'll buy that one. Number 14, Derek Carr. Reasonable. Number 15, Matt Ryan. I don't think he's in the top half of the league anymore. I don't think so either. So ridiculous. Number 16, Kirk Cousins. He's so dependent on Dalvin Cook playing. I'm going to say mm -hmm. that's slightly ridiculous, but not egregious. Okay. 17, Joe Burrow. Reasonable. He could be higher than that if he has a great year and he's healthy. He could go lower because he's only had one year. Number 18, Carson Wentz. Ridiculous. <laughs> he was statistically one of the worst seasons of all time last uh, year. Yeah, keep that ridiculous. in mind as we keep going through. That is begging for the turnaround Kyle Schwarber style. <laughs> true, true. Uh, number 19, Sam Darnold. Absolutely mind-bogglingly ridiculous. See previous statement about Carson Wentz. Only multiply it by several years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. So he goes to Carolina and he's going to be like, like crazy improved? 
Apparently, that's a Christian. Uh, I mean, says. I guess if you throw enough screens to Christian McCaffrey, your stats will be better. There's no way. <laughs> I, I see where you're going with this already. There's yeah, uh -huh. totally ridiculous. All right, twenty. Cam Newton. Holy cow! Is he? Did he watch last year? <laughs> Those three were all some of the worst seasons we've seen in recent memory. They're absolutely not top two thirds of the league, unless we're just going back five years for two of them. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Let's go back to the draft with Darnold. As a rookie, he had he was rated more well regarded than he is right now. What's he done to prove that he's not in the bottom third? Mm -hmm. Those three all totally ridiculous. <laughs> okay, but come Cam up. can't throw the ball. His shoulders <laughs> fried. Yep. Yeah, the, the, your, your Cam reaction Newton is, is uh, not even going to be their starter. I'll put it on record. Mac ooh. Jones is going to beat him out within the first month of the season. Wouldn't surprise me. All right, that's the first half. Now, number 21, Jimmy Garoppolo. Also ridiculous. He's been bad for a while. It turns out hurt. Jimmy G is the Tom Brady. They're sticking with that guy. Quote. So Chris Sims really likes his middling veterans. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder who. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh... He wasn't even that. Can I point that out? It's like the Dan Orlovsky thing. Like, you were terrible. And I know you can still have good thoughts on football, right? Because we don't even play. I get that. Mm -hmm. But, like, I do find it weird that certain segments of the population will take one particular analyst as gospel when they weren't necessarily even that good. I mean, Orlovsky's the funniest case because he's only famous for the running out of the end zone play. Right. It anyway. kind of reminds me of uh, when Jim Miller was all in the all defensive for uh, Mike Glennon. Yeah. That's there's a few years ago. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, yeah, Tony Wayne, Jimmy, you're going with – they're sticking with that guy, Garoppolo. <laughs> um, These are just a run of ridiculous right there. Number 22, Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger. That sounds about right because we don't know what he's going to do at this age. He's been banged up. He's obviously been a Hall of Famer. Yeah, this is maybe you could put him. I'd probably put him ahead of the four he just listed, but I wouldn't put him super high. This is year seventeen or eighteen. This is more reasonable than the last batch. Yeah, twenty-three. Fitzmagic. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he's probably lower. People love watching him play, and he's funny, and he's articulate, and. He throws a crap ton of interceptions. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. But that's not that far off because, I mean, what, I put him 26 or something. Can't say that's that ridiculous. Slightly. Yeah. All right, 24, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill's not a quarterback. Utter nonsense. <laughs> that that makes 25 even better. James Winston. Even, he's not even starting over Winston. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah. He's, I don't he's... know what to do with the two Saints QBs. I'm just going to stick them together. Yeah, that's what Sims did. 24 Hill, 25 Winston. I'd say Winston's about right, but Hill should be way further down. 20... Until he actually plays quarterback yeah. as a quarterback. And not a gimmick. Yeah, agreed. I'm sorry. Agreed. Good Tim Tebow is not the 24th best quarterback in the league. <laughs> Good Tim Tebow. <laughs> Next question. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, okay. By the way, real quick, you see, Urban Meyer didn't commit to Tebow even making the team. He's like, oh, oh you know, there's a they lot got of players. for screwing up the practice rules. I did see that, yeah. Urban Meyer's a putz. I hope they fail colossally. Sorry, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. All right, number 26, Daniel Jones. That's about right. 27, Zach Wilson. That's the first of our uh, rookies. Based on what? He has played no top-tier college competition 
And Sims already has him as the best rookie coming out of this year. All right. I will try to be balanced as much as I can. If we're projecting the rookies, it's, of course, going to be very difficult to get any kind of feel. If he's put one of them at 18, we'd all be like, based on what? Mm -hmm. But if we're projecting the rookies and the draft is already done, which we've already talked about how dumb that was when Fields slid, the next thing that we should do is look at how they played top competition. Mm -hmm. And I don't see how you could possibly put Wilson ahead of Lawrence or Fields. You want to throw them all in the late 20s, that's fine. But there's no rhyme or reason to say Wilson is, is a better QB right now than the guys that played well against top competition and still have all the physical tools. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, speaking of Trevor Lawrence, number 28, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, it's about right. I, I mean, again, he, he could be a top 15 QB right away. I have no mm-hmm. idea. I doubt it. But rookies are impossible here. Number 29, Andy Dalton of the Bears. Andy Dalton. So Dalton's ahead of Fields. Yes. Not buying that, but <laughs> otherwise, 29 would be okay for Dalton, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Number 30, Mac Jones. Wow. Well, he's better than Cam Newton, but again, he's already got all that wrong to begin with. Yeah, Newton was the reminder 20, and Mac Jones is 30. I guarantee you Bill Belichick does not think Cam Newton is 10 slots better than Mac Jones right now after that training camp. Or, yes. I mean, after that uh, OTA. Mm-hmm. Mini camp. All, All right, thir- thirty-one. Jared Goff. Yeah, that's about right. Where that I put it. The logic right. of who he's ahead is bad, but the right, number that's makes the thing. sense. That's the thing. Because yeah, exactly. now I'm just like, this is way too low for Justin Fields. That's why we're doing this, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like, if I just look at the number in a vacuum, I'd be like, oh, okay. All right, and and I will tell you, Justin Fields is on this list. I will give you that. Okay. Yeah, I figured that's why we were doing it. Number thirty-two. Teddy Bridgewater. Again, if it was not that he's ahead of Fields, but just 32, fine. Mm-hmm. All right, number 33, Drew Locke. Holy crap, he's doing the same thing he did with the Saints, only it's even more ridiculous. Drew Locke has been pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. All right, 34. I will take okay. not proven with potential over proven to be pretty bad. That's why I don't understand Darnold, Locke, Bridgewater, those guys. You want to put Wilson ahead of Fields? I still think it's stupid, but it, at least it's potential versus potential, not proven to not play well. Mm-hmm. Versus All potential. Right. Thirty-four. Tua Tagovailoa. Wow. What? What? Why? What did he show last year to be ahead of Fields? Thirty-four. Fine. Ahead of Fields. Not fine. I'll probably be but, saying that the rest of the way. You might be. Yeah. Thirty-five. Tyrod Taylor. Oh gosh. Is he trolling at this point? It sure seems like it. <laughs> I think he's trolling. Because he had fields really low before. He's sticking to his guns on that. Yep. Number 36. He had him picked 32nd in the mock draft. Huh. Interesting. Uh, 36. Marcus Mariota. That was big on Marcus Mariota. Played more than a game or two in two years. Yes, but 36. Yeah. All right. 37. You ready? 37. Justin Fields. No. Jordan Love. I wish I could just clip this video part. Number 37, Kellen Mond. No I way. Think, I think he, he is trolling. I'm broken. <laughs> Mark is broken. Broke. Mark is broken. <laughs> I guess I would just ask Chris Sims why he's not the GM of a team because all the, the teams that draft don't seem to think the way he does. And <laughs> why doesn't he get into being a GM? I wish I could uh, t- I'm kidding. They're allowed to analyze without me being that sassy. But really, 
the point I'm trying to make is he's going very far out of his way to go against the leagues, the teams that run the league, you know, the play people that run the teams, I should say, uh, to where it seems pretty forced. Mm-hmm. Okay, 38, Trey Lance. He's not going to play. <laughs> Fields isn't starting, so I guess it's not that difference. All right, and finally, number 39, Justin Fields. He really has a major problem with Justin Fields. Yeah, it sure seems like it. I just, I, I don't know what it is. I know he doesn't like the elbow thing, but that's not affected him. Yeah, look, is Drew Locke really six spaces above Justin Fields? No, he's not at all. I mean, Justin Fields <laughs> in the low 20s would make sense as an unproven rookie. Justin is, Fields behind all these guys who have proven to be bad or rookies who are, by league standards, considered to be significantly less of a prospect makes no sense. Yeah, like, remember, Daniel like Mac Jones. Jones and Kellen Mond. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Jones is 26. Justin Fields is 39. Yeah, proven to be bad. But yeah. has still got potential. Darnold's terrible. Bridgewater's limited. Yeah. Like, sure. I, I guess I need to know what the point of this list is. Like, where they rank for the upcoming season and he's buying the idea that they're not starting would maybe make it make some sense. If it's value, mm-hmm. potential, ability, the last half of the list makes no sense. Yep. There's I, not a team in the world that would trade Teddy Bridgewater for Justin Fields. As in, give up fields. I mean, right. Yeah. As I was going to say, well, I, I bet, said it backwards. <laughs> yeah. There's not a team in the league. If the Bears were like, hey, will you trade us Darnold for fields? The Panthers would say yes and laugh their heads off. Yeah. Right. But then they'd, have, <laughs> they'd have their corner they wanted and their, a young QB. I almost got the mute button ready. Drew Locke, <laughs> same thing. Yeah. Yep. All right, now, then, rookie no. to rookie is a little trickier, but the Vikings would yeah, do it sure. in a second. They do it for Cousins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is this is just confusing. I don't yeah. know why what what he's trying to do here. And number forty, the one quarterback that he thinks Justin Fields is better than, in at least the top forty, Case Keenum. You're sure? Wow. You're sh- wow. You're sure <laughs> it's just better? And that's just the list point is just how good but they are. He says, no sense. he says top 40 QB countdown. To me, that sounds like these are the 40 best quarterbacks in the NFL right All right. Now. Let's put our educated part of the podcast okay. on. Yes. This is why it's important, kids, as Aristotle has been trying to teach us for 2,000 years, <laughs> to define your terms and your methodology and what you're actually setting out to do. Wow. Top 40 doesn't mean anything to anyone. Apparently, to Chris Sims, it doesn't mean anything because there's no logic to the last half of it. If it's top 40 impact on the 21 season, I'm trying to even figure out this for Chris Sims, apparently. Then you could say, (laughs) well, that might make some sense because Lance and Fields are supposed to be second string. Not that a lot of people think that'll play out that way. I'm just saying he's running with who's starting. If it's value, it makes no sense, and it's a total joke. If it's ability, it makes no sense, and it's a total joke. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to yeah. figure out how this even makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, he he intentionally has Justin Fields as the last ranked of all the rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, just like he did but, going into the draft. I guess we could applaud his consistency. Yeah, maybe. I guess so. Good for Someone you. else yeah. should be applauded for their consistency. I'm going to segue to a happier topic. Okay. Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. 
our favorite non-Bears coach. We're going to kick you in the teeth. The gift that keeps giving. We were due for a Dan Campbellism, and boy, did he deliver like only he can. All right. You got it. You got the quote right there. I'm I'm getting the quote now. I think uh, my phone crashed where I had had it up. All right. I got the quote right right here. You want me to go for it? All right. Here we go. Coach Dan Campbell. Let me. I told the players, honestly, day one, I said, look, I'm not carrying your toilet paper around. I'm not going (laughs) to wipe your butt. You're going to wipe your own butt. You handle it, and I'll treat you like men until you prove otherwise. He followed that up by telling them to stop slouching and actually comport themselves well. I I know the Lions fans love this guy, but doesn't that sound like a Matt Patricia thing to say? (laughs) I don't know. Did you talk about wiping butts? I don't know. I mean, this guy is a joke. He's (laughs) he's really a joke. There's no way a, a, a locker room of grown adults is like. Haha, <laughs> yeah, let's go. That this guy should be coaching junior high if he wants that to, that kind of talk to be considered motivating. That wouldn't fire you up. Your coach saying, "I'm not going to wipe your butt. You're going to have to wipe your own butt." That wouldn't fire you up. He, he sounds like he's crass just to be crass. Like, oh, look how football tough I am. I can talk about wiping butts in public, <laughs> biting knees, and I'd I'd get a pet lion out there. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Now, wait a minute. You sound like you're less fond of him now after this. Oh, I love him. Oh, okay, okay. I just, just think wondering. he's an absolute moron, <laughs> and it's going to fail spectacularly eventually. But he's the gift that keeps giving otherwise. Yeah, he sure is. Yeah. Um, I would give anything for this guy to be coaching the Packers. Yeah, and credit to Barstool Detroit. That's where I found this, uh, oh, this quote. I read this and I thought, oh, you were on vacation. I didn't want to bother you on vacation. But when I read that, I thought, oh, Aren't you nice? we've got to talk about that. And here you had it ready to go even before we started. So that made me happy that we're on the same page. We're 11 episodes in already on the same page. <laughs> but but the Lions sense. fans once again are coming through on this. On the Reddit, just a flesh wound, a great movie to reference <laughs> after a player gets cut. And I'll edit this. But I wiped my own butt. I wiped my own butt, Campbell, with tears on his face. I know, buddy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Some, next, a couple guys down. Oh, Yeet nice. Daddy Kane. Love that name, too. Put this on a T-shirt. The next guy. This guy is the best. Be yourself. It doesn't affect the locker room in a negative way and just produce on the field. Blah, 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 blah. So that guy's buying it, which is funny. Nice. <laughs> and then the last one that I see now is Old news. He's already stated he doesn't want any turds here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm liking Lions fans more and more. They They are funny. They are funny. When I first started the Lions Twitter stuff on the old show, it was because of the the stuff I found. They had like ridiculously bad, almost Chris Sims level takes on football. Yeah, well, they'll we'll do found... that once we get to the Bears Week matchup. But their their That's comedy true. otherwise is pretty top notch. Yep. yep, it's good stuff. Well, my friend, there's really not much else in the Bears world to uh, go over, is there? This week, we're just kind of waiting. We're in patient mode. No, mode. I mean the the big thing is training camp battles. But I thought we could talk about that closer to get closer to it. Sure. sure, Eddie Goldman thing. They all seem to think he'll be there. So let's mm. just hope that's accurate and. Yeah, otherwise, we are just in a waiting game. Uh, one last thing I would like to bring up. I listened to your other podcast, 
Oh, did you? Night. Yes, the uh, the on on uh, on point. No, on, on script. On script. Yeah, a biblical world. That's right. Yeah, and you were talking with this uh, this other Egypt scholar, and whoo, that was way over my head. I'm not embarrassed to admit it, but that was fascinating stuff. And I realized, you know what? On our show, I bring you down, and I'm sorry. No, I, you let me channel my inner meatball. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Healthy, productive ways for my psycho, my, my psyche and my soul. Yeah, because you guys were using these big words and talking about translating Hebrew numbers. Cultural and, memory and, and yeah, meta history. Ver- yes, I was like, <laughs> that was me you know just kind of like yeah so, but it was good it was i can't wait to read your book now i haven't yet I'm sorry, it is out but i will buy yes, it. it is out. i yeah. could give you mail you a copy actually i bought one uh, i had i had one other thought yes i love my uh my hogan john's podcast i just want to point out they're taking a couple weeks off and we're not that's right you want the real bears pod it's here Without right, any other guests besides Max, who we thank him and love him. But yeah, you know thanks. I mean. yeah. They got all these fancy people coming to visit and they're taking their sweet time, taking weeks off. Well, we're here for the meatball in, in all of us. That's right, my friend. Right. We will defend Justin Fields against Chris Sims <laughs> until they pull us off the air. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, my friend. Well, thanks for uh, chatting as always. And Thanks, everyone, for listening. We appreciate it. Check out our Twitter and uh, follow us. We will follow back. We're at barely underscore educated. Uh, Mark pointed out earlier, our website, buymeacoffee.com slash barely underscore educated. If you join our honor roll for either $3 a month or $30 a year, we will send you a barely educated T-shirt, and it's awesome. Thanks as always, and we will talk to you next time on Barely Educated. Have a nice day. Hello. You suck, Chris. Uh, Dub Bears.